Hey, Brad. How's it going? Oh, just great. How are you, Sam? I am excellent. Great. If you were stuck in a magical Disney fairy tale kingdom, which fairy tale kingdom would you choose? I mean, it's it has to be a Disney kingdom that yeah. already exists. Yeah. The usual answer would be Corona, but I feel like that word's a bit of a trigger word at the moment. <laughs> corona is in Rapunzel's Zill's kingdom. Where, where Rapunzel's from, yes. Mm, yeah, Corona, no. No, I don't want Corona. Corona, bad. Um, I should have thought about my own answer to this before I asked the question. It's the usual trope I fall into. Well, because mm. I answered very quickly. I knew exactly what my answer was. I feel like you would choose... Either um, the kingdom in the Little Mermaid, or maybe the island in Moana. (laughs) The island in Moana is camping. Can't deal. Can't deal with that. Um, The problem with a Little Mermaid is—is you talk about the undersea kingdom or like Prince Eric kingdom? Well, that's the Prince Eric kingdom is pretty generic kingdom, right? The underwater kingdom would be cool, but then I got to be a merm person. And that sounds horrible, unless I get, like... Ursula powers and can be human at will? No, I was going to say, unless I can be Aquaman. Interesting. So what's your actual answer to this question? I will be Aquaman living in the Little Mermaid Kingdom. I feel like these were not no terms one wears... you outlined in your I get, I get to... I am Aquaman, and I get to hang out with a bunch of people who aren't wearing shirts. But also... That's weird. Um... But I also challenge you to... You said the the land kingdom of the Little Mermaid's a little bit too generic. What's well, not a generic Disney princess kingdom? Um, that's not Corona or Arendelle. Uh, Arendelle's a little generic. It's not, though. It's a little. So is Corona, really. It's a little generic. Um, Aladdin's one's pretty cool. Mm. I bet they have a lot of hummus. I so that's like my that backup it... answer. I would argue that it is not, in fact, Aladdin's kingdom, but Jasmine's kingdom, as she is the royal. I was referring to the name of the film, which is called Aladdin, because Aladdin is the most important character in that film. Yes, but what is the name of the kingdom? Kingdom is a loose word here. Aladdin land. You're joking. I don't remember. It's Agrabah. All right. Jeez. I don't remember what the Little Mermaid underwater place is. Um, what is... It's... I take it all back. My answer's Atlantis. I think it is Atlantis. No, Atlantis, oh, from, Atlantis the movie, from the Atlantis, Atlantis movie. Is that a princess movie? I suppose Kira. Kira? Yep, Kiara? she's a princess. She's a princess. And I said fairy tale land, and I deem that world fairy tale. I'm pretty sure you said Disney princess. Well, shame none of this is on the record, and we can't possibly go back and find out. Anyway, play the music. Video shop podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm Brienne. And today we're talking about Tangled. <laughs> Slash. <laughs> Punzel. <laughs> Just stare at me, it will make great radio. Um. <laughs> I'm like, what is this intro? I, I mean, I kind of thought about it before this, but you clearly haven't. No, I haven't. Um, today we're talking about Tangled. Uh, Tangled, the series just wrapped about a week and a half ago. I'm taking on the role of Cal in this episode, unfortunately. Oh boy, I have big shoes to fill, Ben. You've got to take on the role of Sam. Are you saying my shoes are big? Well, I'm saying I was uh, somewhere yeah. between yes and sarcasm, so I, see. I guess. I'll give I that see. to you until I have a witty comeback. Okay. Um, no, so Tangled, the series just wrapped. We yes. just finished watching through it all. Yes. So we have seen all of the things ever that have had Rapunzel in them. Unless you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph 2. I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph okay, 2. Okay, well, I've seen all the things ever that has Rapunzel in them. Is Wreck-It Ralph 2 canon, though? Or are, hmm. they the character, are they the characters from the movie digitized in it Disney.com? Depends. It depends on who you ask, because if you go to... Um, if you go to Disney Plus, Disney Plus has this wonderful thing that only Disney could possibly do for a streaming service. Instead of just t- um, searching by titles or actors, you can search by characters. Mm. And if you type in Rapunzel to Disney Plus, you will get Tangled the Movie, Tangled the Show, the short film, 
And you'll get Wreck-It Ralph 2, because technically Rapunzel is in Wreck-It Ralph 2. She's in it, but she's in it as the character from Tangled, not as the character from Tangled. Explain. Well, it's like a lot of... It's like you watch one of those movies that brings someone out of the movie into the real world. But they're all still... They're very much still their princesses. Mm. And they're all voiced by their princesses. But it's like... Yeah, but it's like... It's her from the movie. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, she doesn't have all the character development she has in the show. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about when we talk about Ever After, but she doesn't have her character development in Ever After either. She isn't um, in Ever After, really. It's just true. Um, but Wreck-It Ralph 2 also... Wreck-It Ralph 2 is a hard place to place in time because she does have long hair in it. Yeah. Um, because the whole bit is like... Are you a Disney princess? And they ask all these questions, and one of the questions is, do you have magic powers, magic hands, magic hair? And they go down all the different princesses and magic powers. Sorry. Does she show what the, her hair magic powers are? No, she just holds her hair and goes, magic hair? Yeah, right. And at one point I, I think, think she sings a little bit. She talks to Vanellope a little bit. I think the movie is... Um, I think that... The character, it's like, because it's the internet, she's been uploaded in the movie, Tangled. So she's not really the character. She's an no. assim- She's a, like, it's like when I play the Lego Doctor Who in Lego Dimensions. I'm it's, not the Doctor. It's a little bit of a Google search. So mm. it's, it's, it's the Rapunzel you would find online. Yeah. I suppose. Um, like the avatar of her because <laughs> the Velopies... The Rapunzel you find online. She's yeah, on cam sites. She's called Rapunzel and, and she does a Disney-specific show for you if you pay enough. Yeah. Oh. It's what you said. Implied? Kill me now. <laughs> um, well, she... The Spoilers for all things Rapunzel? Tangled. <laughs> it's called Rapunzel in France. Oh, very interesting, because Tangle doesn't translate properly, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and this movie was originally called Rapunzel. Then it was called Rapunzel Untangled. Do you remember, Do you know why they changed the title? Well, because they changed the whole script. Sort of, not really. They changed the title because they thought if they, they called it Rapunzel, no boy would ever watch it. Yeah, they, and they and they the 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 point of view character. Is Rapunzel, but it's also mostly um, Flynn. Yeah, well, I mean, it literally starts off with Eugene narrating it. Yeah. And going, this is the story of how I died. Yeah. Well, not really. Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's a very interesting frame story. It plays off of a lot of... The movie now is what we're talking about. Yes. The movie plays off of a lot of the classic Disney tropes. It opens with a book, closes with a book. Yeah. It's all the, the the typical cliches. It's probably it's the best Disney princess movie. Wait, let me think. Uh, it's as, up there. I as would far say as it's a, probably my favorite. As far as the script goes, it's probably the best because it's got the best written script. You have movies like Moana, which are amazing visual and musical achievements. The story's not quite there. Um, oh, I would have said the story for Moana was spectacular. Yeah, it was, but. Plotting wasn't quite there because it's a little bit go to the place and do the thing, and th- like you you watch Tangled and it's good because everything that happens is as is as a re- as a result of the last thing that happened. But so is Moana. No, it's not. Why? Because there's that scene with the pirates where they just show up and then get defeated and you never see them before or again. But that was a result of them being in the wrong part of the ocean. That doesn't count. That doesn't count as good plotting. <laughs> it's a good sequence, that's what I mean. Like, it's a good movie with amazing... It's 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 Moana's a near-perfect film. But it was my same issue with um, Frozen 2, is that things didn't lead to the next things. It wasn't... They did in Frozen 2? I don't think they did. They give me one example. Um... It did to an extent, but not naturally. Elsa no summons one went... the power of the four things, and then the city goes haywire, and they all have to evacuate. Mm. And because they all had to evacuate, they call in the trolls, and the trolls are like, well, the things are going to end if you don't fix them. I don't remember so then they go it on happening an adventure. like that. 
Yes. Mm, I don't remember that. I'm going to have to rewatch Frozen 2. Well, I remember Sven and... Kristoff. Um, Kristoff showing up at convenient times. I remember everyone dying for some reason. I'm still not sure no why. No one died. Well, everyone died temporarily. There was the whole song about how I'm alone now because everyone's dead. Oh, when you say everyone, you mean Elsa and Olaf. Yes. Oh, Elsa died because there was the whole warning in the song of Don't Go Too Deep. Um, what does that mean? It was literally in a cave, and she went too deep in the cave and froze to death. Why? Why what? Did she freeze to death? Because she went too deep in the water cave. You, but you, but we, that's not a reason. But it's too cold down there. She's the Ice Queen. Yeah, but magic doesn't go that far. It was in the song, Sam. They were warned. <laughs> she knew it was coming, and she was like, I must push to know the end of this memory. She sacrificed herself. It was a time travel cave where... And Olaf died because he was the magic of Elsa, and Elsa died. But how did Elsa get unfrozen? Uh, they broke the curse. Anna put, broke the dam and broke the curse. And you're sighing because I'm right. No, I'm sighing because it's stupid, and the more we have talked about Frozen 2 in this moment, I hate it a little bit more. <laughs> Love Frozen 2. <laughs> I know you do, but you're a, you're a sucker. You're, you're Disney rude. says jump, and you jump. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah, no, you're right. You the say last... how high. I did not... Off what? No, no, no. I did not like the last... Last Disney movie. I didn't. I didn't like Toy Story four that much. <laughs> that much. I'm not a fan of the Muppets. Oh, you're. So, oh. <laughs> I'm bridal rage. Just hold it back. Um, Tangled, though, is the best of the new Disney Renaissance. At least the princess films, for sure. Uh, it's not de- technically Renaissance. Renaissance was the 80s to All right, until... sorry, I meant the new n- new age, whatever they call it. It's called. The... I forget what they're calling it now. I want to say it's um, the modern era. Sure, it should be called, like, New Wave. I mean, New Wave has its own implications, which it wouldn't really fit, but I see what you mean. It's the new era, It though. will get named when this era ends and a new one begins. Yeah, sure. But it's still kind of continuing, and it will probably still continue for a little bit more, because the last one went from, excuse me, when The Little Mermaid came out, which was 80-something. Yeah. Uh, um, through Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog is this weird teeter mark where it technically is in... The new wave stuff, but it it I wouldn't gets call that the new wave because it was the I would, two I would, 2D. I would say the Renaissance ended in '98. It ended with Beauty and the Beast. There was not another good one after that. Oh, see, it's not about which ones Lighting. are good. It's about the the period in which they were made. So it goes so up until the end of the 2D. I refuse to include Home on the Range. In the Disney Renaissance. So the Renaissance isn't based... So the periods aren't based around all of the films Disney's ever made. It's only in the princess films. Right. So, like, Lion King doesn't count. No, because they include Lion King whenever they talk about the Disney Renaissance. I don't think that's true. I think it is true. And also, if it's not, their naming scheme's dumb, and I'm replacing it with my own. I mean, there's like it's something people talk about. It's not really a thing. Of and I call Disney. the era of Home on a ra- on the Range as the era of poo. That just um, one movie is the era of, er- era of poo. It doesn't count. It just comes right out of the list. Um, because there's a lot of good. But now all of the 2D films are the Renaissance period. Um, it goes up to Princess and the Frog, and then it turns with Rapunzel. Five years later? Uh, whatever, if you say so. It also is a turning point because there was a bunch of years where there was nothing. Mm. And I want to say it's also between when... Um, I forget what his name was. I want to say something that started with an E was CEO, and then Bob Iger came in, and Tangled was the first one under Iger. Yeah. So also kind of changes with the era of um, president-CEO pairing. Right. Um, it's been a while since I've talked about this distinction, so I don't. So quite the Disney it. Renaissance is the period from eighty nine to ninety nine. I was pretty close. Okay, so what's the next era? Um. So it includes the Little Mermaid, the Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. Okay. 
Um, uh, because these aren't, like you said, they're not official kind of reactions. Titles, yeah. Um, it's to ex- it's to describe the period of time that kind of picked up what Walt and was it Roy? Yeah. Um, kind of started because there was that era of um, failure. Well, after their deaths. Well, basically, Walt passed away, and Roy finished a couple of cartoons, but all he did was finish some things. He didn't really pick up anything new, and then after Roy passed away. It was the first time the company had been left without a Disney at the helm. Yeah. And they didn't really know what to do, so they didn't make any animations. Um, I want to say the last one they made before they made new ones was... What was the last one? I do know this fact. Um, it was before all the Bastard films. Yeah. So it was, it was the 60s. It would have been, I want to say, Peter Pan or Alice. It's one of the two. Right. No, Walt saw the end of Alice, so it wasn't Alice. Alice was 55. Um, I want to say the year on it was 66, and I can't remember what it was. Um, anyway, Tangled. Yes. Um, it was just an era of very successful films from them. Um, because after that era, you kind of have Pixar. It's kind of the era of Pixar after that. Well, no, Pixar kind of picked up at the same time that they came back. No. Pixar picked up in the 80s, which is about when Disney Toy Story was it was Pixar's success, first major success. And, and then their second one was in 99. When was Toy Story? 95. Yes, so it was the same time that Disney came back. No, because Disney came back in 89. That's 6 years prior to Pixar. I know, but you just said that Pixar was like overtook the the time where Disney was failing. And it didn't. They were both successful at the same time. No, no, time. no. They kind of came next after the Renaissance. Mm, they kind of overlapped. Yeah, all things do. But Pixar's major successes came after that. Uh, I don't know that I would say that. Well, because Toy Story was obviously a huge, massive success. But their next massive success came with... Um, uh, what was the next one after Toy Story? It was Bugs Life, which was fine, but didn't make as much money. And then Toy Story 2 was huge. It's just, uh, let me look it up real quick. Okay, so the last pr- movie that was made with Walt was Sleeping Beauty in 59. Um, and he died before he saw it end. Yeah. Um, and then they had a couple of films that they made... In the 60s, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book. Um, And then they made two early 70s and didn't have anything until the late 70s, which was Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and the Rescuers. Um, And and didn't hit their stride with princesses again until they got Little Mermaid in 89. Yeah, and from 89 to 99, that's the Disney Renaissance. During that time, Pixar only made three films, which was Toy Story 2... Toy Story, uh, The Bugs Life, and Toy Story, Toy Story. Which were all successful, and we've talked about before. Yes, but Toy Story 2 was their 99. And then after that, they have just hit after hit after hit. And that killed the follow-up. Disney then started, the 2D animated movies started dipping because of Pixar's rising success. Well, not really. Plus, that, there then was a lot of competition from... They were, though. Treasure Planet flopped. Um, Atlantis flopped. But Home not the Rain because of flopped. Pixar. Not because of Pixar, but I think 2D animated films kind of went by the wayside. Because at least Atlantis and Treasure Planet are both good films that I like a lot. Um, Princess and the Frog's good, but didn't make any money. It's because audiences... There's this new technology, and audiences wanted to see more of it. Especially when you had rival companies like DreamWorks kind of taking the same 3D animation and doing really good stuff with it. That's why Tangled, getting around to the point of this episode, kind of is a return to the um, Disney... Because they learnt how to make really great 3D animated movies and kind of took back the market, I think, with Tangled. And then have continued to do so with their 3D animated movies going forward. Mm, We're going to disagree on this. Okay. 
Treasure Planet's the best Disney movie ever made, though. I honestly don't remember ever watching it. Uh, see, you I were have. part of the problem. You didn't go see it in theatres. That doesn't make me part of the problem. Mm-hmm. If you're not part of the problem, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Okay, well, this is going well. <laughs> anyway, we're 20 minutes in, I've barely touched on Tangled, so Tangled the movie. What do you think of it? I love it. I think it's my favourite Disney movie to date. Um, uh, it's my favourite Disney princess movie, for sure. Now, yeah. having watched the show... I, I, it takes me a bit to get back into the 3D animation. It is, yeah, so, the, the, sh- it, yeah, I haven't gone back since watching the show, but I can imagine it's oh, Well, we weird. watched Ever After After we That was strange, show. that yeah. was strange. So, um, uh, I guess, do we want to talk about the movie anymore before the, we talk about the show? No, I think we should talk about the movie independently and then talk about the show. What would you like to say about the movie? Uh, it's great. I mean, it's hard to talk about because it's a great movie that we've loved for so many years. Yeah. There's not much to say on it outside of but that. People probably have seen it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Everyone's probably but seen Mother it. But Mother Gothel's great. It's um, a great villain. The villain's um, great. She has great motivation. She has a great song. She's just evil, which is nice. Well, we she's haven't just had out just, for herself. Just, yeah. She just wants to be vain. Yep. Um, she's a classic Disney villain while still being modern. Um, Pascal's adorable. Oh, yes, um, Pascal. Flynn Rider. Pans. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Flynn Rider has character. He's the first Disney prince in a long time to have character. Yes, he, he's got lots of character. I love that he didn't just start out as your standard Rapunzel. I've come to rescue you, prince. And he turns it around. He, he's like, I just am doing this so that I can have the crown that you promised me and then I'll be on my way. Um, and they end up falling in love on this adventure together. He is Han Solo. Uh, I guess. <laughs> he's the Han Solo type. Yeah. He's the thief that... Um, Doesn't want to be there. Ended up... Gets stuck there. Gets stuck there in an adventure and then falls in love in the process. Yeah. Um, is that... Yeah. And that's why he's so good and why he's so interesting. Because he isn't a prince. He's a thief on the run. That's why he hides or in the is tower. he a prince? Um, boo. <laughs> boo, 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 we'll boo, get boo. there. Boo, boo. Um, we will get there. Um, two seasons. The music's great. That song with the Lannons is so cute. Well, I think this was the first Alan Menken um, movie since the Disney Renaissance. I might be wrong on that fact. Um, but Alan Menken is known for. Amazing Disney music, like he did right. Little Mermaid. Hmm. Um, I'm blanking on anything else he's done. He Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, I want to say he did Aladdin. Parts of Aladdin. Um, I think the Disney Renaissance might have also started dying because, or not dying, but those movies weren't as successful. Uh, not only because 3D animation was there in like hugely, but what 2D animation provided a lot of an opportunity for was music. And Pixar was like, we're not going to make movies with music in it. That was like, that's been a big deal of theirs. Like, we're not doing musicals. Um, and Disney didn't capitalize on that. They also stopped doing musicals. Treasure right. Planet isn't, Atlantis isn't, Home on the Range isn't. Um, I wish you'd just stop talking about Home on the Range like it exists. It's, it's, it's a horrible film. I wish it would burn. Um, that's aggressive. I wish Walt um, Disney would reanimate as a ghoul, to hunt down every copy and destroy it. Interesting. <laughs> um, uh, other interesting characters in Tangled. Yeah. Uh, all of the guys at the Snuggly Duckling. Yeah, except Shorty. Shorty can get fucked. But, <laughs> sorry, that was aggressive. That was very aggressive. This is a Disney episode, Samuel. No swearing. Sure. <laughs> Boo. You said it, not me. You were thinking it. I was actually definitely most certainly thinking it. Yeah. Um, Shorty is the little old guy, and he's always drunk. He's Cupid. He's the one who gets thrown around. Yeah. Cupid. He's the worst. Um, the I forget what their names are, but the two twin brothers who work with Gothel at the end. The bad are, guys. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're good. Very... They're good villains. Mm-hmm. Max. Max has such Max a good journey. Max the horse Jersey is good. Journey. Yeah. They're all great, all because everyone gets characterization, actual characterization, mm-hmm. actual depth to their characters, and they have very clear wants and goals and needs. 
Um, and I love that Finn cuts Rapunzel's hair in the very end to take away what Gothel wanted the most. He frees Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, instead of saving himself. Mm-hmm. Which is very noble. Very noble boy. Yes. Um, but now that we've talked about all the characters, what's amazing about all these characters is that they all come back for Tangled the series. Or is it called Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure? That is a lovely question, Sam, because they changed the title of the show three times. What? Um, Three times? Maybe it was just the twice. I I want to say there was an original title that was a working title that then became Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, which I thought was the best. That's Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. How cute. Um, And then they gave up on that and went Tangled the series. No, it started as Tangled the series and changed it to Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. you're wrong because seasons two and three say Tangled the series and season one says... I don't think it does. Uh, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, known as Tangled the series during its first season. Fine. (laughs) Brienne... You can't come on as the Disney expert if I know more about Disney you than you do. You definitely don't know more about well, Disney than me. Well, so far I have. I was closer about the Renaissance. You I were was closer not closer about the Renaissance. I knew more about this thing. No, you got one thing about a 50-50 switch correct. Two things. One thing. Two. Th- I'd count the Renaissance thing. I would not count the Renaissance thing. You're a Renaissance. It's Renaissance. Ugh, it's boo. <laughs> Renaissance, Renaissance... Anyway, it's Tangled the series. Stop spilling your hair. I did not do this. Where did this come from? Ugh. You don't have a trash can in here either. Um, Just so everyone knows, Bran's got a lot of hair, much like Rapunzel. It's um, a hard hard question to answer why become, this is my favourite Disney princess. They become little balls. Yeah, I know. Bran likes seeing herself on TV. Who knew? Um, <laughs> um, Bran just punched me. How dare you? I did not know such thing. All right, you threatened to punch me, and I re- I reacted like you had. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I what? I didn't know such thing. Oh, now um. <laughs> now you now you're playing the lying game. I see. No. Um. So, where were we? Tangled the series takes mm-hmm. place between Tangled the movie and a short film that had come out shortly after the movie called Tangled, called Tangled Ever, Ever After, after where Flynn and Rapunzel get married. Um, and basically, the movie ends with Flynn saying, after years and years of asking, I finally said yes, or something like that. Um, and she's and like, Eugene. The creators of the show basically went, what happened during those years and years of asking? There's so much story to tell between the end of this movie and the beginning of this short. Yeah. Um, so the first episode of the show was an hour-long special called Before Ever After. Yeah. Um, where it's six months after Rapunzel's returned home and she's still trying to figure out how to be a princess. Her parents talk. Her, her pa- oh, her parents talk all the time in Almost show. too much. Shut up, um, Mum and Dad. Actually, they're great throughout the entire show. They have great oh, arcs as well. Um, they're pretty good. And her parents essentially kind of trap her to the castle in the life of being a princess, similar to how Gothel did in the tower. She just has yeah. a little bit more space to do that. Um, these black rocks start showing up everywhere, and they're like, it's not safe for you anywhere, and try and lock her up. And so she and her Don't the black lady... rocks start appearing because she touches one? Well, they sort of show up before that. Like, there's there's a worry about them. They, they're yeah. aware of them. They haven't hit Corona yet. Yeah. Um, they hit Corona because she's touched them. That's they they right. go they... grow faster after she touches them. And she touches it and gets her hair back. I was getting there. Um, she leaves with her lady-in-waiting to go out on an adventure. They find these rocks. She touches it and poof, hair back. But this time it's indestructible, so... Yeah, they immediately try and cut it off. So she'd be like, I can't go home with this. They'll know I left. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so hilarity ensues throughout the first episode of her trying to hide her hair. And she comes back into her own with powers. And she stays kind of intrinsic to her free She doesn't really use the healing powers at all. She can't. She tries at one point to use it, um, and the incantation doesn't work. Mm. Um, Very early on in the first season. Um, so then the show continues through this journey of trying to figure out why the rocks brought her hair back, what are these rocks, and what do they have to do with each other? Yeah. Um, did we want to go through this kind of episode by episode, or just talk about kind of the overall I think we should talk about the overall narrative, because, and we can pick up little things here and there. Little pieces here and there, sure. Because not every episode is interesting. I mean, 
They are, though. Um, like, this is probably the best kids' show I've seen since I was a kid and enjoyed kids' shows. It's, it's one of the best kids' animated series that has continued on from a film. That There's, like, what, one of those? Uh, there's a um, lot of them. Disney does a lot of them. Well, they haven't since, like, Little Mermaid and... They're um, doing it for all their new ones, though, basically. For which ones? They, there's a Big Hero 6 show. There's others. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure there was another one. There is not. Um, you can maybe argue High School Musical, the musical, the series, but I'm going to say ah, that's too removed. Good, though. No, <laughs> it's pretty good, though. That show's pretty good. I'm addicted to that show. Tangled is better. Because um, it gives this whole new narrative, and it it doesn't just if forgive and forget the world of the movie. It expands on it, and True. everything returns. So, like, all of the um, ruffians from the Snuggly Duckling come back, and they're all in the same character. Yeah. All, the backstories are literally based off the characters of who they sang about in the film. Yeah. Um, goth, everyone, the entire voice cast comes back. Yeah, which, that's uh, unusual. Which is amazing. It shows you how great... the the show was going to be if they all had that much faith in it. Alan Menken came back to do the music. Yeah. Name another show where they brought the music from the movie back into that, the show. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a big one. Um, they, um, but they introduce new characters who work really well into the story and explain why they also leave before we get to that wedding at the end um, with the short film. Yeah. Uh, and what a journey they go on. <laughs> they go on a journey. Uh, they... So the first season's all about kind of discovering what's happening with these black rocks in Corona and and learning kind of about what Corona is and being stuck there. Um, Rapunzel gets her first brush with being queen um, and queen having to make some very, yes, um, getting making some very important decisions for Corona. Um, that was a good episode, actually. It was a two-parter. Pretty much all mm-hmm. the two-parter episodes were standout episodes. Anything that had music, standout episode... Uh, that was the first episode where I was like, oh, people might die in this universe. <laughs> it's yeah. a kid's show and people might die. <laughs> yeah. Um, they And they introduce a lot of lore in it that ends up being very important. And they stay very consistent with their lore. Um, they explain why the Sunjot flower was what it was. And he gave Rapunzel her powers. They explain yeah. um, that there is this converse in the universe, the Moonstone. Yep. Um, and season two is this journey to go find the Moonstone. Yep. So they leave Corona. It's the first time we've seen anything in the world outside of this kingdom. Um, they end up on all sorts of adventures. They end up on ships with pirates. Some um, of them are better than others. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super keen on the island people episodes, but those are all the fun. the leaf faces. The leaf people were, were funny. Um, weird. Yeah. Weird and, like... Weird magic. But I love the idea that they reference the fact that, like, well, all the lanterns that they used for years had to go somewhere. Yeah. This is the island they all land on. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I do like that. Uh, they event- they meet new people along that path. Do we want to talk, like, keep going through the plot or talk about some of these new characters that we've kind of skipped I think over? we should talk about the plot and then we'll talk about the characters. So when you say we, I should just... Just keep talking. Great. Um... <laughs> Because no one's seen this show, so everyone everyone needs this breakdown. And then we can talk about the characters and how they interact with that story. Well, through season two, they meet all these other new characters who either challenge them and warn them of the dangers or eventually end up helping them on their way. Um, A personal standout for me is um, Vigor. Vigor the visionary. Um, Because the monkey. Oh, Um, uh, that stupid monkey. I know you hate the monkey, I wasn't keen on the monkey, but the reason why I was then sold on the monkey is the fact that we watch Tangled the movie again and get to the credits. There's a photo of Flynn and Rapunzel in a caravan with a monkey giving them their fortune, which ends up being a couple of episodes of the show. I wonder if it was a deleted scene from the movie. It has to be a concept from there. Like, What frustrates me about the show is that it's so good and there's so much that integrates with how the movie works mm. that I I want to know if this was an idea that they had that the never the movie never became or if someone's Could just a genius after the movie or how how this came to be and how those little things like that from the show from the movie made it into the show it must have been they they would have had uh, tons of concept art and concepts yeah. that they probably picked and chose from for this one um, in the third season, they find the actual moonstone, 
and they battle. They find it at the end of season two. Yeah, and they um, and Eugene finds out he's a prince named Ugh. Horace. <laughs> um, this is the one thing I really don't like from the show, and it's that they add to Finn's character not by making him. Can you get his name right once, please? What Eugene? You said Finn. It's Flynn. Oh, Flynn. Or Eugene. Eugene is instead of expanding on his character by making him reflect on the bad he's done, which they do do, they add to his character by, oh, but he was a prince. He was a, he was, he was abandoned as a child by a king, and he's actually a prince. But see, because they don't do pr- anything with it, though. Like, he's still I know, so why do it? Why do it at all, Brienne? It just makes his, like, solo ruffian type... It's like if it's like... It would be like if you go... Han Solo was secretly um, was secretly the Emperor's grandson all along, or something dumb like that. No, it, but the reason why it works is because if you didn't do that, having his dad, like, that character was either not going to be important at, as to why they were, like, why they should care about him while he's guarding the Moonstone, or um, there's, there's no connection between why they should care about his dad if he's there. Um, they shouldn't have had his dad there, and they didn't need anyone guarding the Moonstone. They did, because he be- then became a major player going forward. Not really. I mean, he did. Like, their relationship changed throughout Season 3. Um, it grew, and they had to learn to deal with each other. Um, Eugene yeah. grows up quite a bit from, like, resenting his father to having some kind of relationship with him. It's fine, um, but why did he, his dad have to be a king? Why did the Moonstone have to be guarded in a kingdom? Couldn't the Moonstone just be guarded by some guys? Because he was the founder of that brotherhood. Right, but the brotherhood isn't a necessarily a kingdom, it's a brotherhood. So just make it a brotherhood. Right, but it was a brotherhood founded by the king of... I know, the... that's what I'm saying, just don't but make him a king. But it's fine that he was the king to found this brotherhood. Sure, but then you do the other thing to Eugene, which is lame. But it's not, though. It just is... It is, because... It's a funny bit that he has another name. That's fine, Except the fact that he's a prince makes retroactively makes Eugene the exact same as every other Disney love interest. But it doesn't, love though, because he doesn't operate the same as the rest of them. He doesn't know he's a prince. doesn't make him the same as every other Disney prince who's like, oh, look at me, you must love me because I'm a prince. No, but of course, he has to be a prince. He because we can't have prince. We can't have princesses marry non-princes, Brienne. But we do multiple times throughout this entire thing. No, because she doesn't say yes until she knows he's a prince. But that has nothing to do with why she said yes. We don't know that for sure. But we do, though, Sam. Mm, I don't know if we do, Brienne. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> why do you have to ruin this? My point is, it was such an annoying little detail, and they could have done it without, and I think you could have done all the thing, the positives you're talking about. I thought it was such about. a fun reveal, though. That he had another name, sure, that he had a dad who was in charge of a brotherhood, but not that he was a prince, because that didn't matter, but it actually matters more to the character. It either should have mattered more or not been there. But I like that it didn't matter. Like, it no, it was like, well, who cares if I'm a prince? I'm still who I am. Sure, then why put it in the show? For that piece of character development? Ex- uh, I don't know if it was needed. I don't really... It was. It wasn't. Um, because it also changed the relationship, like, it it added to the relationship with his dad, of his how his dad felt he had duties that he did not feel he had. He wanted him to stay in the Dark Kingdom with him. And sure. Eugene was not about that. A member of the, as a member of the Brotherhood. But that was never it. No, but it would have been if you'd just written it differently. But it wasn't, so Disney says it. jump, Brienne says how high. No! <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, and I loved the turn... Well, at first I was very shocked at the turn of Cassandra and was very angry that the season then ended, and I didn't I thought have any that, answers. That was a much better reveal and a much better evolution of character than adding that thing about the prince. Well, how it Because what of- I liked about the prince was that anyone can marry a princess if they do the right thing, and are secretly a prince. But it's not about the fact he's a prince when he marries her. None of It's never about the fact that he's it's a prince. It's the exact same problem I have with The Rise of Skywalker, is that it doesn't actually matter that she's a Palpatine, so why put it in there? Because it doesn't really matter at all. She already had the same... She's, she's kind of the same. But it just justified like why she was the one who had to go face off with him. 
But why? Why she was the one who was pulled into this mess. But it's much more interesting if people have agency and choice. And choose just because that's their choice to do a thing. Well, she did choose. She chose to not be like him. Yeah. But also, we're not talking about this on this episode. Star Wars. Yes. We're always talking about Star no. Wars here at the video shop. No. Yeah. Not anymore. Mm. Um, so Cass goes Don't bad. Don't make me fire you again. <laughs> so Cass goes bad. Cass does go bad. This was actually a really interesting development. of This, this was one of my favorite elements of the show. And what a major cliffhanger of season two. Um, there's an episode, a few episodes from the finale of season two, where they all get stuck in this mirror dimension, and the, for some reason, Cass isn't there too. Cass goes into a different mirror and comes out and is just cold to everyone, and you don't really understand why. You just assume she saw something that she wasn't really keen on. Yeah. Um, and it's not revealed until the beginning of season three what it was she saw. And what it was she saw is that Mother Gothel is her birth mother. Yes, that's right. Um. Madame Gothel was naturally killed by Eugene and Rapunzel. Mostly by Pascal, but... Yeah, but... Pascal did most of the murdering. Yeah, well, but it also, like, Rapunzel was Gothel's chosen child. Regardless of the fact it was about her hair, it was... Gothel literally abandoned Cassandra... Yeah. ...to go and steal Rapunzel. Yeah. Um, They... They kind of face off head-to-head throughout this third season, all because of the mythic Xanturi throughout the entire time manipulating Cass's emotions to get what she wanted. Um, I thought the way she operated was very well plotted because she was manipulative, but you weren't necessarily aware of her manipulation until she was ready to reveal herself. True. Um, You knew she was there, but you... Like, I even asked you at one point, who do you think she is? And you thought she was a manifestation of the moonstone Cassandra had taken and was helping her hone her powers. Yeah. It wasn't really until the end of that episode where she becomes corporeal again. um, Yeah. That we found out that, oh, wait, hang on. She might have her own um, agenda here. Yeah. Two more episodes later, we find out she's Zantiri this mythic demon that we've heard about for the past two seasons and is ever so slightly referenced in the movie. Um, she's never talked about Zantiri as, like, a villain in the movie, but um, the power of Zantiri was, is all wrapped up in the myth of the sun drop flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like all that. I like building on the wall, the, uh, the world. It explains how Madame Gothel knew the song, all that, like, because they had, like, a scroll. Yeah, they finally Ex- get to a point that explains why Mother Gothel knew enough to... Because that was a big question in the movie, is, but how did, she, how did she know how to do this? Well, and how did the kingdom know to find this random flower that yes. fell from the sky? Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked all that. I kind of like the mystic nature of the flower in the movie, but I don't mind that it is, it's explained. It still is kind well, of mystic. It the, it's still very mystic, because it was this cosmic event that led to this thing. Um, mm. The flower was very mystic. Why that manifested as a flower instead of a stone like the moonstone, yeah. we don't really know. But they basically went, they waited three seasons to go, by the way, this is how Gothel, like Gothel had this scroll at 1.2. Yeah. It wasn't the main point to answer all the questions of the, sh- of the movie in the show. Um, which is, I think, why it works so well. Um, I agree. And they add to it. It's There's not just the one healing incantation. There's a decay incantation. Yep. Um, and when... Which was horrifying when it happened in the show. With Rapunzel using yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her hair turns black. It's fucking terrifying. Um, there's, and there's a third incantation where the sun drop can fight the moonstone. Yeah. Or that's the fourth one. The third one is the power to harness the black rocks. What they don't ever really explain is why the black rocks appear in the first place. It, it was to pull the sun drop to the moonstone so that they could be recombined again, correct? I guess. I always... Because they, they continue to be around until, not just when Xantiri is defeated, but when those two stones are put together. Yeah. That's when the kingdom is put back together. I saw it almost more as the rocks would decay. They would decay, which was the opposite of the flower. But the so the moonstone wasn't decay though. And the moonstone didn't naturally have power over the rocks. The rocks yeah. cuz she had to do that third incantation to get the power over the rocks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the and then the fourth incantation was the 
Sundrop fighting it. Um, so the decay incantation and the healing incantation, I guess, were kind of neither here nor there in the relationship between these two stones and their power sets. Yeah. Um, because you could use either one with either stone. Um, but the moonstone, I think, harnessed more, I guess... Well, it's hard to say if it even harnessed powerful energy. They, they re-explain Rapunzel's um, hair coming back is it's not actually the sundrop. She's always been the sundrop. But what's brought her hair back is the protection of the moonstone wanting to bring the sun drop home. Um, right. Because if you remember, there's an episode where um, Cassandra remembers Rapunzel touching the rocks and yeah. getting her hair back, and Zantiri goes, that's her taking some of your power. Um, right. To yeah, yeah, prod yeah. Cassandra along. Um, yeah. But the relationship between those two things is the one thing I don't necessarily... Understand, but I think it's fine that you don't understand it because it essentially becomes a control of the um, moonstone. Yeah. And essentially a calling card to the sun drop. Um, I loved Cast with Powers. I it, It's unfortunate to see her go dark, but what's beautiful about having her story with Rapunzel is that everything about her is about redemption and that she knows that deep down Cast has a good heart. She's not like Mother Gothel. That yeah. she can come back. She just... Something set her down the wrong path. Yeah. Um, to the point that in the end, after she, they've both lost their powers again, Rapunzel is like, well, you know, well, first of all, the number of times they face off and Rapunzel's, I'm not going to fight you. We're friends. This is all fine. We're just in the middle of a fight is great. But at the end, she's like, you know, I know you think you were taking this for power, but you also were saving my life because if I touched that, these two stones would have exploded and who knows what would have happened. Um, yeah. Which we then see happen to Zantiri at the very end. Gets um, exploded real good. Yes. Um, and then we see at the very, very end, Rapunzel take one last selfless act to save her friend who's just done so many terrible things Yeah. with one final incantation. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her arc is very good. Both of those, and they're very entwined. Mm -hmm. Do we want to talk briefly about the other new characters? Well, I was going to say, we, we sort of talk about Cassandra, but we don't really talk about who she is. So, like, she starts as Rapunzel's lady-in-waiting. Yeah. Um, and they become very good friends. Um, Cassandra's more than just wanting to be a lady-in-waiting. She wants to be this um, kind of kick-ass warrior woman. Yeah. Um, we finally get an episode that... Um, harks back on that in season three, flashing back to before they were even friends. Yeah. Um, and because of this, Rapunzel loves that, of course, because she's very adventurous and has very free spirit. Yeah. Um, and they go on all their adventures together. Of course, Cass is the first one to have to go with her when they leave Corona, and she's all up for adventure because all she wants to do is go out and fight things. Um, A lot she... of hostile energy. And season two really starts this conflict of power between the two, where she doesn't want to obey orders, and Rapunzel just wants a friend, but at the yeah. same time, she has to be in charge because she's the one who has to be in charge. Um, yeah. So we really see that evolution come into, don't tell me what to do, I can make my own decisions, I'm, you're not better than me, misunderstanding who Rapunzel is, um, and coming full circle in, you just want what's best for me, I just want what's best for you, let's take down the evil monster and we'll go our separate ways, but as friends. Yeah, it was a nice way to send her off. Yeah, I mean, and I felt like they had to, because otherwise the big question would be, why isn't Cass at the wedding? And I, you can still kind of argue why isn't she at the wedding. <laughs> they but... also could have been in the audience, but we just didn't see them. Mm -hmm. Because that the short Tangled Ever After is about Max and, Max and Pascal. Pascal. Fucking up the entire kingdom. Now, other new characters. Um... Vance. Lance. Yes. Sorry, I'm thinking Vance Refrigeration from The Office. Yeah, Lance. well, there's also... Um, oh, what's the kid's name? Bad fan, Brienne. I want. I keep wanting to say Valeri Valerian? Yeah. Yeah. Steel? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's Wait what I'm second. like, it can't possibly be that. Um, Varian. Varian. Varian sounds right. Um, so, Varian comes into the story before Lance does. 
Um, yeah. So Varian is a kid growing up in Corona. He's a busy um, science kid. He's Smart a nerdy, boy. nerdy science kid. Loves to play with his potions and lotions. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's um, it's uh, he's what what's he's it an called? alchemist. That's it. He he steampunk engineer. Yeah, he he loves what he does. He's good friends with Rapunzel. Rapunzel loves having someone who's crafty on the team. Um, but when it comes down to it, at about the midpoint of the series, when Rapunzel's queen for the day, um, Varian has gotten his dad stuck in this amber he's found to fight the Black Rocks. Yeah. But he's also, at the same time that Rapunzel has to save her whole kingdom from a blizzard, and she has to choose her whole kingdom. Yeah. Um, Varian becomes this momentary villain where he just wants to take well, down he, Corona because Corona turned Rapunzel, on him. Yeah. Yes, um, because she had promised to help him, and he felt like she broke that promise. They eventually come back together in that she helps save his father, but retroactively. Um, and he, yeah. they rekindle a relationship, they rekindle a friendship in um, Corona. And he ends up being a very important part in the defeat of Xanteri and the relationships of everything going forward. Um, as does Lance. Lance is one of um, Eugene's old buddies from when they were thieves. They were partners for a while. Yeah. I believe they said that they met in the orphanage. Um, yes, I think that. Yeah, that sounds right. Lance was a funny boy. I love Lance. He's, a, he's, a, he's the com- comedic sidekick. More so than any of the ruffians. Rapunzel's other comedics, to Rapunzel's comedic sidekick. To I, there's so many nice points for comedy in this. You've got Flynn, who sometimes has heart, but mostly is there for comedy. You've got Pascal and Mask Max, who sometimes get episodes where they get to be the hero, but for the most sometimes part, they're just there to good be funny. And sometimes their episodes are bad. For the most part, it's hard to just watch an animal episode, particularly in this show, this kids show that somehow has this ongoing plot. You just want to get back to the plot. That's, I think, my biggest problem with it. There are a few solo episodes that are. But it, you always have those. Yes, but usually they'll at least advance character. I mean, they kind I compare, of do. But, I don't know. This is a really good show. I'm comparing it in my head to the best animated series ever, Avatar Last Airbender, which isn't fair to any show to be compared to. I still say this is better. Oh, but, Brianne, you're... <sighs> to each their own, you can think that, but we need to rewatch all of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, just so you're sure. I will still be sure. Um, I don't know. You haven't met Cora yet. You're gonna love Cora. Well, who we haven't talked about that we have met are um, <laughs> the red and I can't think of her sister's name. Um, the two little girls. It's red and ding. Red, red and blinky. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Werewolf chick and and friend and, and friend. sister. Werewolves and friends. I love the. They, at first they came in very episodically and had yep. very nice little moments for Rapunzel to grow yep. in. And they then became very close in, in Corona where they worked with Rapunzel and Eugene almost every single episode. Yeah. Um, and again, became a very important part to the n- denouement of the show. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the girls? Could you, at first I didn't care. Like the first time they came back and we were on a side quest with them to find their parents, I wasn't super keen on it. I don't remember liking them at all. And then they kind of just were there all the time. And I'm like, I'm here for this. When one of them ends up being a werewolf, I'm like, I'll oh, dig that. I did love when they all stormed the castle at the end of, um, during the finale. They all come in and Red's the werewolf when they go in. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty cute. Um, who else? I mean, the the king and queen are kind of new characters because you don't really get their characters in the movie. What characters are they in the Tangled movie? Exactly. Um, the king has a lot of development to learn to let Rapunzel grow up on her own and figure out her because own. Because they're afraid she's going to get kidnapped and put in a tower again. Exactly. Well, and she, she's the heir. She's the heir to the throne. She has to learn to be... Um, a queen. Royal, yeah. Yeah. She has, and she has to learn to wear shoes. And Yes. Which she doesn't and never does. He he definitely learns to relax with them. There's the added challenge in season three when they lose their memory and have to learn everything all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Rapunzel's mom, you don't realize how important she is to the story until you get back to the finale. It's when true. It, it comes back down to a message her mom gave her in the opening that's, there's more to you. There's I forget what it is, if that's what the actual translation of the French thing was. Um, but it was a quote her mom was saying of like go out and adventure i wanted to go out and adventure you need to do this too yeah and that's what 
grounded Rapunzel in this last moment to to go fight one more time do the adventure exactly and it, it led through this whole thing and it literally none of it could have happened without the mom true we had um, the mom has a sister Willow who comes in a couple of episodes and gets yeah, referenced much, throughout yeah she's fun she was a fun character she was briefly there was also um, Zachariah was his name he was the cobbler who like knew all of the local lore oh yeah 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 yeah, he was interesting for he disappeared towards the end. He was in the he was in the beginning of season 3 where they did the like yeah. treasure hunt thing. Um because he kept going on about like, oh well there's the legend of this and yeah, yeah, Varian yeah, yeah. was like, I don't want to know. Yeah, we get it. There are legends. <laughs> yeah. Um and there was also Monty, who is the candy shop owner who hated Rapunzel. Oh, yeah, just that's Rapunzel learning that not everyone's going to like you. And yet, they still had a good relationship by the end of it. Monty's the worst. Uh, Monty, I didn't care much for. I forget what the shoe guy's name was. Um, but he was around every now and then. Not much, but enough. They were just adding... They just added to the general world. Yeah, the world grew quite a bit in this. Um, is there anyone else of consequence? Akira, a- a- Adira? Adira. I thought she was going to be, but she didn't do anything. Or well, have any she, major bearing, really. She really guided Rapunzel and um, Cassandra through season two and became the first kind of challenging point to Cassandra's strengths as a warrior. I guess, um, yeah, because she was a better warrior. Yes. Um, and then the end became a controlled power against them. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, I mean, there was Eugene's dad. Yes. He was fine. His crow was dumb. His crow's so dumb. Like, like, like it's actually intellectually to, dumb. If you had to keep the crow or Shorty, who would you choose? The crow. Oh, interesting. Shorty can jump off the highest thing you can find, please. <sighs> Favorite episode each season? Um, first season... Oh, jeez, I'm going to have to look at a list real quick for this. Uh, list of Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure episodes. And then least favorite each episode, each season. That I'm not going to remember. The first. I mean, can I say Tangled before ever after? Does As your that favorite. count for season one? Uh, it's not. They say it's an individual film, so it doesn't count. I mean, it does kind of count. Um. Mm. I kind of liked... See, my least favourite was Painter's Block. I didn't care for that. That's the one where the witch comes in and capitalises on Rapunzel's insecurity. Um, But my favourite was probably the one prior to that, Queen for a Day, where Rapunzel really has to come into her own and lead Corona, because it was the first thing that ever felt like it had stakes. Yeah, fair. I think Secret of the Sun Drop, the last episode, was my favourite. Secret of the Sun Drop's good, going on to season two. Yeah, just because I, I thought that was exciting. It left us on a good note. Um, gave us adventure going forward. Gave us some answers, which I was kind of in the mood for by that point. Yeah. Honestly, season two I didn't love. Season two starts really slow. It's so slow to start um, with. My least favorite episode is... There's so, like, this is probably where all of my least favorite episodes of the whole show are. But my least favorite is the one where they get turned into birds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't rate that. I really like the Max and Eugene in Peril on the High Seas. That's a fun one. Because it's Max and Eugene, like, with pirates. It's very Max fun. Max is very by the book, and Eugene's like, ah, we'll just wing it. Yeah, um, I like that My favourite episode is... Well, my favourite episode's between two episodes. The finale's hard to get past, because it's really... A lot of things happen, and a lot of cliffhangers. Um, but the episode where... Um, Flynn, Rapunzel, and Vigor, a.k.a. Demanitus, go into Demanitus's labyrinth to get the scroll. Because there's a lot right. of lot of fun puzzles, interesting character development. We learn a lot. That's where the first moment we start to learn what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then this newest season. The newest season, I think it's hard to not choose the finale as the best episode again. Just because, like, it gave me goosebumps. There's wonderful things, like, throughout the whole thing, you're very invested in how it ends. I've watched it twice now, and both times I was just as invested. 
Yeah. Hmm. My least favorite was probably Day of the Animals. Day of the Animals was a hard watch. Because there's so much plot going on in the season, and then I'm just, I don't care about the animals fighting. I just, I just want to know what, what's going on with Cassandra. A special shout out for a good animal episode, though. I forget what it was called, but it was the one where we find out what happened to Pascal's mom. In season one, that Ca- was hard. Cassandra's Revenge was probably my favorite episode. That's a strong one. There's that really beautiful artistic moment in the tower. Yeah. Um, I like that one. There was the cute proposal stuff in that one. Oh, where they both want to propose to each other, and yeah. then they have to use the ring with uh, Varian. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I had, that was in the next episode, but yeah. Because wasn't that one a two-parter? Which one? That episode. It wasn't the ring thing in this. Yeah. Yeah, that was in that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, those were my favorite. Um, there's one episode you haven't seen, which is really good. Um, it's, Pascal's Dragon. There's, there's two animal episodes that are worth a watch, and it's the one in season one where you find out who Pascal's mom is, and I forget what it's called. Um, it might just be called Pascal's Story or something like that. Yeah. And the other one's called Pascal's Dragon in season three, which you haven't seen because we could not find, find it. it. Um, basically, a dragon egg turns up and hatches into a little baby dragon. and Pascal dra- eats it. No, Pascal befriends it and they're besties. And because Rapunzel acknowledges friendship over anything else, when the dragon hunter shows up and goes, the dragon will kill everything. She's like, nope, no dragon here. Off in the forest. <laughs> Pascal raises it. And what's you'll find it dumb, but it was really cute, is actually apparently in this universe and lore dragons um, give their power sets to their owners and they both become a little bit more like each other. So, like, eventually Pascal grows a little, like, dragon horn and wings and can fly around and shoot fire. Does that happen to a human, though? I think so. Like whoever, Whoever it, like, associates as its mom, essentially. Normally, if it would be its own dragon, it would be fine. Yeah. Um... But in this case, so it was... Pascal a, becomes a little dragon. Little tiny dragon. Uh, it's pretty cute. But the dragon also becomes like Pascal, so the dragon can, like, camouflage and shoot its tongue out and eats flies all the time. That's kind of interesting. It's, it, it's super cute. It, there, it, there's no real consequence, because by the end of the episode, the dragon has to leave to be with its family, or of course. everyone's going to die or something nonsense. Of course. Um, but there's a nice reference to it at the very end when Cassandra's in the cape that turns her into anyone and she turns into the dragon by accident. Yeah. Um, it's worth a watch. It's a fun episode. That's cool. I like that. Um, um, I mean, it's a fun show. It's worth a watch. Yeah. I mean, if you like kids animated series or you like Tangled, it's worth a watch. My only criticism is the thing with um, Eugene. I think they add too much magic to this world. That I would... disagree. There's... There's a perfect amount of magic for a show where the whole inciting incident is, is, a, sh- is a magic a girl with magic hair. I know it's it's the point of the show. What I liked about the movie Tangled though was that this little bit of magic is everything. Isolated. Yeah, um, that's the only bit of magic in the world. That's how it felt. I mean, obviously it's not because this allegedly takes place in the same universe as Frozen. So and Frozen Two. That was my same issue I think with Frozen Two actually. There's so much magic in Frozen Two. But actually I guess there was in the first Frozen Two. There are actual trolls. Hmm. Yeah. Um I mean the closing note I kinda wanna leave it on is that like this is a great show. It and it has an amazing story, amazing art. Like even as an adult you can appreciate it. And I think they but, really transition the art, the two D animation looks amazing. Oh uh, it takes and the way they it takes that turn first the 3D. hour short film to get into it and then after that you're sold on it. It looks great. They yeah. look great, yeah. yeah it yeah. looks really good, it's it really works well really animated. well, it's well animated, the music's great, cast is amazing in it, so glad they all came back on board. The additions yeah. worked well into it. Um, but what makes me the most excited about this is that there are going to be little girls who grow up today watching this just as excited and aspiring to be like Rapunzel as I did with like Lizzie McGuire and Kim Possible. This is the caliber that this show is. And I don't think I've seen another kids show hit that as recently. No, that would be fair. In recent years, although it's hard to say because I don't watch a lot of kids' shows now, even Avatar and Legend of Korra, which I do think are the two best like kids' animated series ever, were a few years ago. Yeah, they, they are kind of at the end of our childhood, beginning of the kind of mid-generation yeah. between us and now. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of shows now, and I don't know what they're like. So I will say that for Tangled, since it is on 
well, it's just finished, right? There's probably not going to be another season based on how neatly it wraps up. It's funny because people, like, the few people who do watch it online had conversations of, well, they haven't technically cancelled it, but Disney doesn't offer any statements on this show because it is a kid's show. Yeah. Um, but it ends pretty definitively. They close the book. This last episode has the book ending in and out with Eugene yeah, speaking. Yeah, it does, just like... She loses her hair, which she knew she had to, to get to the wedding. Yeah. Like I said all throughout the, watching the show for the past couple of years is, well, we know where the show's going to end. The episode where her hair gets cut is going to be the finale. And the final proposal is so cute. It, it pays off quite well. They've been they've had their cute little things throughout the whole thing, but of course it had to be on the water staring at the yeah. lanterns. So cute. Um, yeah. With a cupcake. I know. When are you going to make me cupcakes? I don't know what you're implying, sir. Actual cupcakes. I want an actual cupcake, please. <laughs> Just the cupcake. <laughs> I see. Uh, I see why now in the context that could be misconstrued. So I was like, what are I you just asking a, me, Sam? I just want a cupcake. I'll make your own cupcake. Aw, fair enough. Um, tune in next week to see if Sam sorry, got a cupcake. Sorry we had to mention the word corona so much. We hope it hasn't triggered anyone. I hope everyone's well. Hope Keep you're safe. all okay. Don't panic. Check Sta- in on your friends and family. Stay inside. Listen to podcasts. Watch Tangled the series. <laughs> Watch Tangled the series, I guess. Anyway, anything else you wanted to say on that? Actually, there was one more thing I wanted to say about a queen for the day. We kind of moved on from it a little bit quickly. <laughs> I mean, that was a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of. Uh, Look, I'm very ago. excited about it because when it's Queen fun. for a Day first came out, it was. Um, First of all, the show always came out on the weekend. It would come out on Saturday, so I'd watch it Saturday evening. Um, And it came out the weekend I was going to a Heroes and Villains Fan Fest convention, which was a weekend that Zachary Levi was there. It was the first time I ever saw him in a panel live. Who voices Eugene. Who who voices Eugene, yes. He's Um, Shazam and Eugene, ladies. Yes, but this was before Shazam (laughs) came out. This is, I think, just months after it had even been announced that he was going to be Shazam. Or maybe it was the December before the movie came out, something like that. Um, But the No, it would have been when he just became announced, because I was still in Santa Cruz, the right. December before I was in Florida. Yeah. Um, so he... Saturday, I got into the panel, or I had gone to the convention, all was fine as well. Got Went home, watched Tangled, freaked out because everyone <laughs> just about died, particularly Eugene, who literally falls off a mountain with a carriage and all of the other people who aren't Rapunzel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I straight up just was like, they can't kill him. He has to get married. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I then, like, Sunday morning, the first panel of the day was his panel, and everyone's asking questions like, what can you tell us about Shazam? What's going to happen? And he's tight-lipped through the whole thing, and I'm not one to ask questions. I hate going up in panels and asking questions, particularly because I yeah. went alone. I had no friends Aww. in this thing. I just went with my sad little notebook and listened to people talk Aww. for a weekend. I loved well, it. It was great. Um, <laughs> okay, good. It's not a sad story But anymore. not a single person talked about Tangled, and I just wanted, like, I didn't do it, but I, I wanted to so badly go, wait, hang on. Is no one going to ask about this thing that happened? Like, Eugene almost died. <laughs> Well, he would have loved it, I bet, if you had. Probably. Who knows? Well, we won't we'll ever know. We'll never know. You I'm didn't. too shy. Aw. Now, oh well. And it's a sad story again. It's always a sad story. <laughs> oh, no. Um, anything else? Great show. Love it. Watch it. Live it. <laughs> Tell me what you think after you've done so. What? Has anyone actually already watched this before they listen to this? This was the great question of this podcast. I, I am betting not a single person that listens to our show has heard of The Tangled Show. And I'm willing to bet that you are right, so I'll put forth this challenge to then go watch it while we're all stuck in quarantine and get back to us about what you thought. Queen for a day. Blizzard? Corona? Who knows? <laughs> See you, nerds.